0: welcome to realcast the weekly roundup of the real asset markets i'm joined by dan innis um, and in the wider news um, over the past kind of few days i thought it was interesting to see the first satellite launch from the uk and although it failed obviously it does highlight the growing focus on space and satellite technology as part of the advanced manufacturing sector and that's seen significant investment in this set to grow i'm sure over the next few years Um, We've certainly focused on that, um, including a session around what was happening there in Scotland. In our news lines as well, there was a big focus on living assets with HIH Invest real estate acquiring a residential portfolio in Germany from Quarterback Immobilien, ECE Living buying in Copenhagen for its ECE Better Living Europe fund patron bluestone and frio extending their sort of activities in milan um, so a lot around that living side particularly in the in the news this week dan what have you been tracking
1: well i mean this week um is already a busy week uh although we're first full week of january starting with mng i mean they've announced that they're raising about 578 million euros for a new european property fund kicking off 2023 Uh, you know it's going to build off the team's 1.3 billion uk residential property investment strategy where it's already provided about three and a half thousand rental homes but it's going to launch it with 578 million euros in capital um that's with You know funding for the European strategy uh, from a 400 million investment from Dutch asset managers MN um, and a 178 million euro investment from the Prudential with Profits Fund. Elsewhere over to to the Netherlands, alternative investment firm King Street Capital Management, uh, they've sold Faros and that's its 25,000 square metre office building in Hoofdorp in the Netherlands. And that property, which was originally built in 2000, 2004, um, has quite a sustainable uh, focus to it. They had already achieved both A+, EPC and BRIAM in use excellent ratings. And that building sits um, you know, in Amsterdam's established office zone uh, with strong connectivity to Schiphol um, and the city, of course. And it's, and it's currently 89% leased uh, to quite an international and diversified tenant base. So King Street even managed to, rather nicely timed, completed the renovation of the property over COVID, completing it during 2020 and transformed it into an appealing multi-tenant office. And Paul Brennan, who you know, the MD and co-head of real estate at King Street said, you know, he's pleased to have completed on that that business plan um, of the project, um, further supporting their investment mandate and transforming well-located real estate in key European cities. Also in the week, um, we saw, unfortunately, Amazon, under the guidance of its chief executive, Andy Jassy. They announced a number of changes to its UK business. Um, And during COVID-19, as with many online retailers Amazon experienced rapid growth and we saw that knock on effect into the logistics uh, requirement market and they saw their profits during that period rise 220 percent Amazon invested pretty heavily into logistics um, and data centers but you know could they maybe have overestimated how fast the sector would continue to grow after a post-lockdown world well Amazon this week, they announced that their response is going to be pausing some of the rollouts of their Amazon Fresh supermarkets and warehouse closures, uh, you know, a, a part of that as well, sadly, you know, putting about 1,200 jobs at risk in the UK, um, although many of those workers are going to be offered jobs elsewhere. But but the companies simultaneously announced that they they plan to open two new centres and create two and a half thousand jobs over the, over the next three years, including a new warehouse in East Yorkshire, although our an article in charged retail says that amazon is not bulletproof to the tough macroeconomic climate um you know and businesses like them find themselves in i think you'd be hard-pressed to bet against amazon uh, at, at this at this time there was another article in the Times that reported that ASOS, the online retailer that owns Topshop and Miss Selfridges, they're due to reduce office space and close warehouses as well, you know, after a fall in sales at Christmas time. And they've blamed the downturn on weaker consumer sentiment, the royal mail strikes, and other disruption in the, in the delivery sector. But that resulted in earlier cutoff dates for Christmas orders. But ASOS, who's obviously whose shareholders include Mike Ashley's Frasers Group, um, they've implemented a 300 million million cost-saving plan as it battles rising inflation and and falling consumer demand. More broadly, investment into logistics seems still pretty buoyant. CoStars reported that the UK industrial and logistics market saw another strong year of occupied demand in 2022, with 32.4 million square feet of logistics space uh, taken up. Um, And in that same vein, uh, the last story I've been following really is that of LNG selling one of its uh, logistics parks, um, and that's Fradley Park. Uh, in Litchfield to Aries. Now, Litchfield is up in Staffordshire in England, uh, just north of Birmingham, just quite off, you know, quite close to the uh, M6 toll road. You know, it's home to logistics for, you know, logistics centres for occupiers like Screwfix, Tesco and DHL. And, you know, and as part of that as well, Aries are going to pick up, a, a you know, the scope for another million square feet of, of, of development. So, LNG is offloading the asset to raise a bit of cash to meet its redemptions, you know, according to React News. It's going to exchange pretty soon. You know, over the last three years, LNG's funds under management have fallen by about 1.3 billion pounds that's about 42 percent down to 1.8 billion pounds at the end of november last year and during that time it's had to deal with certain redemptions prompted by the onset obviously of the pandemic at the time and of course last summer there were there were further waves of withdrawals as a result of the rising of you know rising interest rates Um, and a note um, about the denominator effect playing a role as well
0: yeah the denominator effect actually um coming up quite a bit so i'm going to test you down what, what is the denominator effect
1: yeah well the denominator effect uh it's an interesting one we think a lot of clients and uh and um owners are seeing uh the impact of that. fund managers um, it kind of occurs when the value of one part of a portfolio decreases drastically and pulls down the value of the rest of the value of the portfolio. So as a result, any bits of the portfolio which did not decrease in value, however, now present a larger proportion of the overall pie. So, yeah, the denominator effect, Richard.
0: Okay, excellent. I've been looking at events again. We've we've just launched our events that we're going to be doing at, at MIPIM. So for the first time, we're creating with MIPIM an investment track as part of the Official Partner Programme. So we're going to be focusing on living there. Um, but logistics, as you mentioned, also debt, a very key topic, as well as some of the bigger trends like capital, ESG, and opportunities in Europe more widely. But I was also um, this week at the CMS EPRA Outlook 2023 event in London. Great to see that back in person, catch up with a number of old friends in the market. And also, um, Dan, meet Mark Busbridge-Simmo from Alpha Property Lending. Um, who is a fan of RealCast. Thank you and nice to meet you, Mark. It was an interesting CEO panel, I think. Mark Allen of Lansac, Toby Courtauld of Great Portland Estates, Hal Meyer as well of ICAMAP, Michael Morris of Picton, and Jonathan Murphy of Asura. So picking up the healthcare side there as well from Assura. um And some of the sort of key takeaways from my side were a, a return to property managers um, rather than financial players, Um, also very much a focus on best quality um, ESG assets or something that can be upgraded and very little in between Uh, and that was picked up as well by um, a lot of mention of the fact that averages in the current market are really misleading because polarization at the moment is so extreme overall i thought it was kind of cautious optimism everyone on the panel for example was expecting to be a net buyer over 2023 apart from mark allen um, who was expecting to be a net seller but that was mainly because he was expecting opportunities to to arise much more towards the end of the year interestingly as well um, the panel were asked to summarize 2022 in one word Um, There were lots of um, interesting and good words from the panel, um, and they were all significantly more polite than the word chosen by my neighbour in the audience. Um, But overall, a really, really good event and great to see people back again. Thank you, Dan, for, for your pick of the week. Thank you for watching and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the Real Asset Markets.